Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Uh, we are today going to be dealing with uh, two topics. The first topic is what's called in the vernacular Hecha Kedusha, or the shortened repetition of the Chazan, uh, very commonly done in many businesses when they daven Mincha in the, in the workplace. Um, they don't do the full uh, repetition of the Amidah, they do this quasi. Uh, shortened version, we are going to learn the basis for such a din and whether this is the rationale behind that. That's topic number one. Uh, the next topic that we're going to begin this year is the laws of Tashlumin. Uh, what does that mean when a person misses uh, davening a certain tefillah, misses mincha, can he um, recite or catch that tefillah up? During Marev, um, and that really has a very, very interesting halachot, and there's a lot of lomdas behind that whole topic. So Bezrat Hashem will begin, uh, and, and we'll get to that topic as well. I don't think we'll complete it, but we'll definitely begin it. So let's begin with the first topic, and that is Chazarat Hashat, uh, the shortened version. Where do we find this? We find this in the Sefer Kolbo, it says as follows. We know that everyone davens silently. That just as uh, in Shachrit, everyone davens the Shmona Israel, and then you have the Shaliach Tzibur who repeats it. Interesting. Why does the Shaliach Tzibur repeat it? To fulfill the obligation for those who are not experts. So too we do the same thing in Mincha. And then he adds, the tzibur shelohit palalu. Now we're talking about mincha afternoon. The ancient the yomlihit palel. And there's not enough time before the sun sets for us to ever end up in their silent amida and then the chazarata shats, etc. What do we do? What do you do? One should never basically daven mincha so late in the afternoon that you're going to get to the situation. Says the Kobo, uh, something that we actually don't practice today, if we look at his words carefully, only one person davens. That is the shaliach tzibur. And everyone fulfills their obligation through him. V'zeu chovatan explains the kolbo. This, this is the obligation. Tzrichina tzibur la'amod achara b'sha'a sh'yored merosha tfilah v'ad sofa. Everyone stands behind the shaliach tzibur and listens to his words. And we will see if it's just listening or actually recites word for word with him. V'yored merosha tfilah v'ad sofa k'adam sh'mitpalel ha'atzmo. Basically, everyone standing, and as we'll see later on, they explain they, what the Kolbos to be implying is that everyone recites together with the Shaliach Tzibur, the Shmona Israel. Ve'en nafsikin ve'en mesichin ve'onin kedusha, v'achar kach noflin al pneem v'omer tachana v'achar kach kadishaleh. 
So according to the, the, the Kolba, basically, if you don't have enough time, the Shaliyah Tzibur goes directly into the Amida and he recites it aloud. And everyone else basically recites the Amida silently. Two points that come across from this uh, Kolba. Number one, it sounds like the Shaliyah Tzibur, when he recites the Amida, he recites the entire Amida out loud, not only until after Kedusha. That's point number one. Point number two is that everybody else also uh, recites it with him, but silently. But they do uh, uh, add Kedusha. Okay. Now the question um, is that the, the Kobo clearly states this as a Bediyevet situation, meaning the bus got stuck. And uh, for whatever reason, you only arrive to your destination five minutes before sunset. And in that situation, what do you do? That is what the cowboy is talking about. The Beit Yosef, Yosef Karo in Arachaim, Siman is the following. The Achshav Nahagu, Barova Makomot, the majority of places, the Minag is, Lit Palel Lechatchila, the minag was that the shaliyah tzibur would daven out loud. The reason why he davens out loud is that people can then answer kedusha. And he would not need to repeat the chazarat hashatz. So it seems that what, what, what the Kolbo said is, but yeah, the Beit Yosef says, the Minag is to do this Lachatchila. However, the Ramah in his Darkei Moshe says, meaning the Ashkenazim, this is not our Minag. Really, always the Shaliyah Tzibor davens the silent Amida. First, milvad unless, you know, except in a case where we have no choice, it's absolutely necessary. Because the sun's setting, you're not going to, we're not going to manage. In that case, says the Darke Moshe, he is now adopting the Shita of the Kolbo. Right, and this is also brought down in Mariel. However, the Mariel adds that one person should not daven the silent amida. Why? So at least he can answer amen after the brachot of the shaliach tzibur. So, according to the, the Beit Yosef, this seems to be a lechatchila. According to the Darke Moshe, this is only b'diyevet, and again. It sounds like we still adopt this idea of the Shaliyah Tzibur reciting the entire Amida out loud and everyone else following with him. The Daike Moshe says one person shouldn't, so he can answer me. But that's all between the Beit Yosef and the Daike Moshe. So if I was, if I was before opening the Shulchan Aruch, I would assume that what would the Halacha be? Well, it depends. Minastam, the Shulchan Aruch is going to paskins for Svarim that this minag is lechatchila, and the Ramah would say for Ashkenazim this is bediyevet. However, 
we open up the Shulchan Aruch, and strangely enough, what do we survive? Says Rav Yosef Karo in the Shulchan Aruch, Arachaim Kufchap Dalet, Sif Bet, Shaliach Tzivo Shenichnas Levei Takneset. Note, he doesn't mention anything that we've seen before. Now he's talking about a different scenario. The Shaliach Tzibor came to the Shulay, to Matzah Tzibor Shit Balu Balachach. They had already davened. And he, for whatever reason, let's say he's got a chiyuv uh, to, to, to daven. So he wants to be the shaliach tzibur, or, or apparently in the old days it was a designated, he was the chazan. So he can basically daven his private amida, which is also acting as the um, repetition of the amida for the community. And he doesn't have to repeat his private amida. And then says Rama, meaning if you notice, the Shulchan Aruch never ever brought down what he said in the Beit Yosef. The Beit Yosef, he brings up the Minag is that we can do this Lachat Chilai. doesn't mention it in the Shulchan Aruch. Where do we find it? We find it in the Rama. Strangely enough, the Rama, who said there's this din, look at the Rama. The Rama says, the chain im hushat adcha. If it is a time of need, we're concerned that the sun setting, we're going to miss Mincha. Uh, the Shaliyah Tzibur in that case can jump in and start reciting the Amida. And the community davens together with him word for word. Now, because of this Ramah, that's how I explained the Kolbo. Again, if one looks at the wording of the Kolbo, it wasn't so clear whether everyone recited word for word or just uh, fulfills the obligation of Shomer Ko'one, but I'm, I'm assuming that the Ramah's explanation is based on his understanding of the Kolbo. So that's how we're going to explain that this is actually the opinion of the Kolbo. But Sibur mit palalini mo mila mila. Word for word, belachash ad lachar akela kadosh until the end of akela kadosh. So here, the tov shiye echad the kol apachot yane amen achar bikat shliach zibur. But there should be at least one person that says amen, meaning he doesn't doubt. Notice that the Rama basically adopted half of the minag of the kolbo. The kolbo basically said that the Shaliyah Tzibur davens out loud the entire tefillah. The Ramah says everyone davens together with the Shaliyah Tzibur silently until Akel Kadosh. Now, it's not so clear what happens to the rest of the Amida. Right? In, in the, uh, but he, he deliberately seems to exclude what the, what the Kolbo said. And this leads us to interpret that according to the Ramayah, maybe after Hakel Kadosh, the Shaliyah Tzibur continues silently. Now the Mishnah Brewer just points out, without an a, 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 a hour of need, literally you're going to miss Mincha, that many Achronim said this is not the correct way to do it, the way the sages instituted it was everyone should daven the silent amida, and afterwards you daven the uh, you daven the repetition of the amida. 
So just to summarize up until now, according to the Kolbo, which is the earlier source that we've quoted, this idea of basically the, the Shaliyah Sibur incorporating his own Amida together with the, the repetition can only be done when when you've run out of time and you're going to miss Mincha. The Beit Yosef said the Minag was to do it Lechatchila. The Ramah says that that's not the Minag in Ashkenaz. However, when it comes to Psak Halacha, the Shulchan Aruch didn't bring it down. Meaning, although perhaps that was the Minag, the Beit Yosef seems to agree that it's not, it's not correct. And therefore, he, he kind of excluded it when he came to Paskan Halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. And this is also the opinion of the, uh, the Mishnah Bura, who clarifies that this is all only Bishat al um, Based on this, what would the latest Svari Poskim hold? Meaning, we've seen that this was clearly a Minag in Sparad, quoted by the Beit Yosef, but it was not accepted by the Shulchan Aruch. So what do we do in such a case? Says the Yalkut Yosef, very strong wording here. This is not the correct minag, and, uh, and one has to nullify it. But now he, he, he gives uh, perhaps a petach that, that many might be able to rely on. Ulam, however, im yesh minyan metzumtsam. Let's say you're in the workplace. And there's literally 10 people, you know, they, 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 you often have this in, in, in like a city like Yerushalayim, uh, like in the Shuk. You, you have a, a group of, of, uh, of salespeople from their shop owners gathering together in the middle of the day to daven mincha. Ulam yesh minyan metzumtsam, but there are only 10 of them. And there are, let's call it unworthy. Well, I think he means unworthy people of those 10. What does it mean unworthy? They're not going to listen properly to the brochas of the Shaliyah Tzibur. In that case, I think many of us might be put into that category of, of being Lomahuganim. Right? Don't listen properly to the brachat of the Shaliyah Tzibur. And they're not going to answer Amen. In such a case, Yesh Adif Very interesting. What's going on over here? We, we, we're going to learn uh, later on, I think it's in two in time, the laws of Chazarat Hashat. But there's a big question about Chazarat Hashat. And we'll see later on in the Poskin, uh, the Rishonim, that if you don't have 10 people answering Amen, it could be a bracha A bracha according to one, at least one understanding in the Rambam, could be an Isodoraita of taking God's name in vain. Okay? I'm not asking you that that's the shit of the Rambam, and I'm not asking you that that's the Din, but at least there is a strong Havamina to say that there's a big problem. If people are not answering Amen. Says Ravovadia, if that is the reality that basically people are not going to be answering Amen and they might they're not going to be listening to the brachot, and it might be a brachalabatala or a bracha shaynatrika, however you want to define it. 
יש להעדיף באופן כזה להתפלל תפילת שמונה עשרה אחת, בין בשחרית בין במנחה, אם אין פה שחרית. וכשיש שם עניין של ירי שמיים, but if it's a group of ירי שמיים, מכל שכן שיש שם מספר גדול, and definitely we got more than 10 people, right? Because the odds are if you've got 20 or 30 people that you'll have, definitely have a million of people answering Amen. שלא ייווצר שיש עשרה מכוונים לפחות בסוף הברכות של החזרה, חובה להתפלל מנחה עם החזרה וחלילה להקל. So basically what Ravavania is saying is, is, is as follows. He says, well, look, the minag is incorrect. This is not the, this, this is not the way the sages instituted the halacha. And therefore, everyone should daven properly, their own private amida, and then there should be a full Chazarat Hashem. But he said, that's on condition that you're going to have people answering. If you know that people are not going to answer, now we're getting into questions of saying God's name in vain, etc. All these type of questions. He said, in that case, okay, then do it. Now, it could be that this is really the, 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 the minag brought down by the Beit Yosef the Beit Yosef never said that that was the, the halacha is correct, that this is the ideal way. But also one has to realize the reality on the ground. And the reality on the ground could be that in the middle of the day, in the middle of a shuk, it's very difficult to, to uh, really um, guarantee that you're going to have people answering Amen properly. And perhaps that's why the minag became that they did a shortened version. Um, so it's very interesting just to see, uh, but when it comes to the Psaq Halacha, the Shulchan Aruch says, no, that's not the Halacha. But regarding the Minag, I can understand why the Minhag was created. Let's just finish this, Yalkutyoseh. Now this is a big tema, a big tema, a big question. We see that clearly, both according to the Ramah and according to the Rav Yosef Karo, the Shulchan Aruch, Sparim and Ashkenazim, it seems that this is clearly not Lechatchila. The only reason why we do it is if you are concerned that there aren't going to be 10 people that are going to answer Amen. But there is a minag in many, many yeshivot that Mincha they used to daven, Hecha Kedusha. So says Rav Ovadia, Yeshivot. And I'm not talking about small yeshivot. The greatest of the yeshivot, this was the minak. Basically, he's saying whatever the, the, these uh, yeshivot are doing is incorrect, meaning that we 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 assume that in a yeshiva full of bachurim and avrechim that are yirei shamayim, we do not have any concern that there's not going to be 10 people answering amen. So if there's no concern, why is it that dafki in the yeshivot, they did heicha kedusha? Now, Yaakov Kamenetsky knew that this was the, uh, the minag in many of the, the, the yeshivot. I think I, I, I'm not sure. I might be mistaken. I think it's still the, the minag in in uh, in Ponovich, but I'm not sure. Uh, it would be interesting. What is the din? What is the minag in, in Mir and and, and Ponovich, uh, two of the most famous uh, yeshivot? But let's see what Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says about this. 
he says like this. And he comes up with a chidosh. Because according to the logic that we've said up until now, it seems to make no sense. Dafka in the yeshivot that they would do a hecha kedusha, which we've seen is really very, very much believed. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Nire sheikar takanat chazarat ashat zaita rak bevatei kneset, shesham itpalu amei haaretz, shelo yadu palel. Where did the sages institute chazarat ashatz? In places where ignorant people were gathered to daven. But in the Beit Midrash, where there only the Talmidei Chachamim were, for there, there weren't any people that didn't know how to recite the Shman Israel. Very interesting chidush, novelty of the Metli Yaakov. But then there's a question, according to this logic, why is it that in the yeshivot, in Shachrit, do they do Chazarat Hashem? If you say it's not a din, in a Beit Midrash, okay, so it's also Shachrit. And we've only seen this minag regarding, regarding uh, Mincha, explains Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. V'rak b'shachrit. Now he has to explain. Okay, so what's going on shachrit? Chazru ha-tvila afilu b'beit midrash. There, there was also, even in that case, there was a chazarat uh, ha for the beit midrash. Why? Mishum smichat ge'ule le-tvila. Because once everyone has said, Baruch Atah Hashem Ga'al Yisrael, they have to immediately recite the Amida. Because they can't have a half sick, they need to stop the Amida. Now, according to what we've said, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky's argument doesn't really seem to make sense. Why? What did the Ramah say was the din of Hecha Kedusha? Everyone says word for word with the Shaliyach Tzibor. So if everyone says word for word with the Shaliyach Tzibur, where's the Hefseh? Meaning, I say, Baruch HaTashem Ga'al Yisrael. And I start immediately together with the Shaliyach Tzibur, silently, I say, but word for word with him. According, according to that, it's very difficult to understand what, what Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky is saying. However, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky is basing himself not on the Ramah. He's basing himself on the Minak that we have today. And the minag that we have today is based on the Mishnah Brewer that we'll see later on. The Mishnah Brewer says, even when you do Hecha Kedusha, the people do not start straight away reciting word for word with the Shaliyach Tzibur. Rather, the Shaliyach Tzibur starts and, he's, and, and he gets to Kedusha, then everyone answers Kedusha. After Kedusha, the, uh, the Shaliyach Tzibur Recites Baruch Hashem Kadosh, and then everybody starts their own silent amida. That is not the psak of the Ramah, but as we'll see, that is the psak of the Mishnah Berurah. Based on the psak of the Mishnah Berurah, if that is the way the mechanism of Hecha Kedusha works, and now I can understand Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, 
Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky is saying, okay, that works in Mincha. That doesn't work in Shachrit. Why? Because in Shachrit, after I say Baruch Hashem God Yisrael, I have to immediately start the Shmona Yisrael. And I can't wait for three brachot and Kedusha to start my Shmona Yisrael because then I have a hefseh. And now Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky's argument makes a lot of sense. So he says, really, there's no din of Hazarat Hashat in in uh, in uh, what's it called when it comes to when it comes to the midrash, and only and and and, and therefore they chose to do uh, the heicha kedusha. However, that can only be done in mincha, but it can't be done in shachrit. One could argue, well, according to that logic, just do away completely with it. I think Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky didn't want to say that because, firstly. That, you know, you need you need to have a source for such a thing. He was coming to try and uh, uh, justify the minag of the yeshivot. So that's a, so it's a partial it's a partial answer, a very novel and interesting answer. It makes a lot of sense. However, as we'll see, most of the poskim did not uh, did not adopt this novelty of Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. And the Piskei Tshuva says, that, if there's not, if the sun isn't setting, you do it regularly. Everyone davens, and then the full Shmona Yisrael repetition. Was very very uh, careful about this. Interesting. According to the Arizal, he didn't want to give up on this mechanism of shalia of everyone davening silently and then afterwards the shalia tzibur davening. Why? For 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 can he read Kabbalistic reasons? To the extent where he preferred it, even if the Shaliyah Tzibah was going to daven after Shkia. And, and, and uh, I've been in shuls where it seems that this, this question is, seems to be a machloket between, uh, uh, between Misnagdim and Hasidim. Hasidim seem to have adopted, uh, seem to have adopted the opinion of the Arizal, and basically, even if it means going off the Shkia, that the Shaliyah Tzibur would, um, would, uh, would recite the Shmona Yisrael off the Shkia, they prefer to do the full Chazarat Hashat. Mitznagdim generally do not have that approach. If the sun is setting, they definitely uh, would uh, ascribe to the opinion that says, do the Heicha Kedusha, as we have seen. Let's just complete this with the Bir Halachash, uh, Bir Halacha. The Bir Halacha says, Ayein b'prima gadim sh'iskim, d'lechatchile rawi l'tzibur l'itpalel m'shaliyach tzibur mila b'mila ad achar shomea tfila u'moide. Ayein b'lachash. Similar to what we saw in the Shita of the Ramah in the Kolbo. V'ashaliyach tzibur yomara kol b'kol, and the shaliyach tzibur doesn't Silently go silent after Akela Kadosh, but he recites the entire middle now. The Chain Belavush. 
This is also opinion of the Levush. And also Mibir Hagra, meaning all of these Achroinim, that was the Pshat. This is not the Mina. Immediately after Akel HaKadosh, Gam Shalich Tzibur Mitpalel Belachash. Everyone davens quietly. Vulai Tam Amina. The reason for the Minag is, Yishum Derov Noagin HaTzibur Lamtin Hachi Yisem HaShalich Tzibur Akel HaKadosh. That because basically, after the community, everyone waits for the Shalich Tzibur to recite Akel HaKadosh. And that's when they begin their own private Amida. And therefore, it's very difficult for them to catch up to the Shaliyah Tzibur. So what's the point of the Shaliyah Tzibur reciting all these brachot out loud when no one's with him? It only helps if everyone is with him. So we see from here that this is a team to do in the Bira. Allah says explicitly that basically the, the way you do is you wait until after the Shaliyah Tzibur finishes Baruch Hashem HaKel HaKadosh and that's when we begin our private uh, our private Amida. So, um, so, so based on that Mishnah Brura we can now understand Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky his Taina. Again, we saw that it was not necessarily adopted in the uh, in the uh, in, in 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 the halacha. So to summarize, this din of hecha kedusha we saw from the kolbo and the rishonim is only b'diavet. The Beit Yosef brought that the minag inspired was that it was accepted even lechatchila, but and the, the darke Moshe says in Ashkenaz it wasn't. But when it came to paskin halacha, even the shulchan aruch didn't bring it down as a lechatchila. And only the Ramah mentions it, and he mentions it only Bediyevet. Um, and therefore, we see that this should not be employed as a Lechatchina during uh, every day. We should daven mincha with Eicha Kedush. However, the Yalkut Yosef says that definitely it's incorrect this, uh, as a Lechatchina with one caveat. If you are not certain that people are going to answer Amen, and you've got a small minion, and people are not going to listen to the Chazarat Hashat. In that case, it is preferable to Daven Hecha Kedusha. And the Yalkut Yosef takes it further and says, even for Shachrit. Because as we'll see, uh, Rav Ovadia is very, very, very concerned about Rachala Batala. And therefore, if there is a concern about Rachala Batala, then one shouldn't do it. The Pele, the amazing issue is that there are many minhag yeshivot that would do hecha kedusha, and it seems that it's mamash bediyeved, and it's not so clear why they why they do so. Excuse me, I'm just going to get a tissue. One second. So to answer that, we saw a uh, a very great chidush of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky that says that the whole din of Chazarat Hashatz perhaps was only instituted uh, not in a Beit Midrash full of Talmidei Chachamim, 
because if the whole purpose of Chazarat Hashatz was only for communal, for, for people that didn't know how to daven, that wasn't intended for the yeshivot. But as we saw, this is not accepted in halacha. And most of the yeshivot today, I do think, do a, a full Chazarat uh, Hashatz. Okay, we have now completed that, uh, that part of the uh, shir. We're going on to the next part. For those who have just joined, we're going on to the next part. And that is Tfilat Tashlumin. What is Tfilat Tashlumin? Literally uh, making up, uh, and we'll try and see a very interesting case of a Concord jet, if we have time, uh, a very interesting uh, discussion that Rav Tzvi Reisman uh, points out, but let's, let's jump in straight away. The Gemara says as follows, that uh, as, as an introduction, we know that our tfilot are in some way compared to or in place of korbanot, the sacrifices. Now there's a principle in sacrifices, avar yomo batel korbanot. If you miss the day to bring a korban, the korban tamid, you can't catch it up. That is a principle that we have in the Beit HaMikdash. If we have an obligation to have in shachrit mincha and and we've missed it, one could argue that game over. If our tefillot are some type of replacement of the korbanot, so the laws of the korbanot should apply also to our tefillah. Let's see the Gemara in Masech of Rachot Mari, says as follows. A person made a mistake, and we have to define what that mistake was, but he didn't have a Ma'ariv. Says Rav Yochanan, no problem with Palel Shachrit. Stein, he can go, uh, he can repeat it, not repeat, he can make a catch-up tefillah the next morning, he davens two Shachrits. If he missed Shachrit, mit Palel b'mincha Stein, he davens two minchas. So then all, first of all, is a big chidush that you can catch somebody up. But it's a limited chidush. Why? Because it's still part of the same day. They ask a question. What is if you miss mincha? Now can you catch up the next day? Explains the Gemara the dilemma. Why is that permitted? Because in the end of the day, it's still one day. But in our case, over here, Tfilah bin Kom Karban he, right? This is in place of a Karban. And since Yabar Yomo Batel Karbano, the Karban has been nullified, so perhaps it's, it's game over, we can't. Or Dilma, or do we say, no, since prayer is really asking for mercy, as long as one can, one is able to daven. What is the conclusion of the Gemara? says, you can even daven the next day to 
מריץ, ואין בזה משום דבר יומו בצד קורבנו, we do not incorporate the laws of sacrifices regarding the state. So on the one hand, our tefillot are in place of the korbanot. On the other hand, it's not an exact copy-paste. Certain details of the laws of korbanot do not, are not transferred to the laws of tefillah. Ask the Gemara. This goes against the brighter. The brighter says, Meitivek. This is a verse in Kohelet that the crooked cannot be fixed and, and something that is lacking cannot be counted. What is this referring to? The person who nullified his Kriyat Shema or his Tvilah can't make it up. So how did we say that you can catch up? What's going on over here? explains That verse in Kohelet was referring to Shebitel the Mezid, that he on purpose nullified his tefillah. For that case, he can't catch it up. Amaravashi Daikanami, you can even see this in the wording of the brighter because the brighter says, Bitel, Velokatani ta'a. The brighter used the wording he nullified, as opposed to Rav Yochanan, who used the wording he made a mistake. And therefore, to conclude, what have we learned from this Gemara? If a person has missed the tefillah for whatever reason, he can make it up the next tefillah, not only on the same day, let's say, Meshachri, if he can daven Mincha twice, but even the next day, he would be able to daven. Uh, the next day, he would be able to make it up. Uh, the reason for that is because we do not copy paste all the halachot of korbanot. In the laws of korbanot, there's no ability to transfer from one day to the next. But regarding tefillah, there is. However, this is all if it was done by mistake, what we'll call beshoge or ta'am. What happens if it was done b'meizid, on purpose? If it was done on purpose, that would be a problem. However, now comes the question. What is defined as b'meizid? And this is going to be uh, perhaps a, a huge novelty. It was a novelty for me the first time I learned this. How we define b'meizid? Um, let's see what the Nimuke Yosef says. One of the Rishonim, the Nimuke Yosef says, Amara Machabe. Nireli Barur seems to me clear. The Micheloi Palelbo, Sheeflozmanit, Palel Mitmesh Sabura Dain, Sheeflozman, Akashik, Moroto, Essek, Shumitasek. There's four more hours until the sun sets. And right now he's in the middle of uh, doing whatever he's doing. And they say, Do you want to join us for a minion? No, I'll daven later. Why I'll daven later? Because I've got four hours right now I'm in the middle of something, whatever that something is. And then for whatever reason, he missed it, he forgot or whatever, he got caught up in his work. He is not considered someone who nullified his tefillah on purpose or or he's a sinner. Rather, 
This is considered he made a mistake. Let the the, the Trumat Adeshen takes it one step further. Trumat Adeshen says as follows: Ironim or Pekidim shalchu acharav or shalach meatzmo alehem. So you, you you're running after data or credit or whatever it is, and mechamat chob sheeshu ala aramim, and he's he's trying to collect his money. Beericho mo bedibre vikuach sharot. You're going into a business meeting. You're trying to get your money. And what you thought was going to be a five-minute meeting turned out to be a two-hour meeting. Now, if he walks out of the meeting, that's it. He's going to lose his money. So he doesn't want to walk out of the meeting. But the sun's setting. So what are you doing in that situation? Says the Trumatadeshe. Veniskak lishtati mahed. The only way he could pacify them to pay him was to have a shna- to have a l'chaim with them, and the sun's setting, but he's going to have a l'chaim with them. In the meantime, the sun sets. That's a question. Is that considered amazing? The guy saw the sun setting, and he's having a he's having a a, a, a toast with this uh, non-Jewish guy because he's trying to get his money from him. Explains the Trumat edition. Yire, the Shapir Dami Litpalel Arvidstein, according to the Trumat edition, he can daven Mariv twice. Abel gab the Katburabravata, although our sages have said, Hezid Veloit Palel Tvilachat Bismanashub Enlotashlumin, that if you on purpose miss the Tvila, it's not, you can't daven. And Muvatlo Yaholit Kon, etc. Nire the High Governor Lab Mazid Mikre, Vedamila Ones, says the Truma Tradition something phenomenal. He says he thinks that this is not called Mazid, meaning you're seeing the set, the sun setting. There's nothing stopping you from leaving the bar to go and have a mincha. Well, the only thing that's stopping you is you're going to lose the, you're going to lose your business deal. In such a case, that was considered honest. He says further another argument. The Amrina Nami, and we say further the Perikama de Brachot. His Aruba Talmid Chacham Sheshach Talmudo Mechamat Ones. What does it mean? Then a, a person, a Talmid Chacham, who, who lost his uh, memory, doesn't remember any of his learning. How did he forget his learning? Explains Rashi. Shucholi, Adi, you know amnesia or whatever it is, he, he, he became sick. Or nitrat betorach dochak mezonot. Or he was so concerned about earning a parnosa for his family that he forgot his, his, uh, his Talmud. What do you see from here, says the Trumat Adeshen, that the pressure of, of basically earning a parnasa is considered honest. Or Mordechai, the Mordechai says, B'Shem Rabbeinu Tam, the famous sugya of why you're not allowed to get on the boat three days before Shabbat. All different, I, th- I, th- I think we discussed this once in an in a earlier shir. There are, if I'm not mistaken, between seven and ten different reasons by the different Rishonim why Chazal say you can't go, get on a boat before, before Shabbat. And there, the Gemara says, the Mechalek But the Talmud seems to distinguish between 
Why are you getting on a boat? Is this one of those cruises? Or is this a business trip? If you have a business trip, but a person who's getting on a boat because he's going to trade merchandise, meaning business, says the that's considered a mitzvah. That's another pele of ya. How do we define going something in dvar mitzvah? Earning a paradise is dvar mitzvah. From all of these reasons, the lomazid mikra A person knows the sun is setting, and he chooses to remain in the business uh, conversation, the business deal, even the bar, drinking the high with them. He's not considered that he missed filah b'mezid on purpose, and he does have the din of catching up tashlumin. He can catch up with a double tefillah the next time. In this is important to stress. The diavad means post facto, meaning it's not correct that the guy didn't leave the business deal to go and daven mincha. But if he did not leave, he's not considered poshia or amazed. And uh, basically, as long as he was uh, worried of losing financial loss, he can still do tashlumi. The Beit Yosef points out, similarly, the Lomikri Mezid Elak Shemavatel Hatvila Beseit Benefesh Belishum Tirda. Explains the Beit Yosef what is called Mezid. It is not our classic Mezid. Our classic Mezid means I know what I'm doing and I'm going to do it anyway. That is the general definition of Mezid. Uh, a person willfully knows what he's doing and decides to carry through the action. That's our general definition when it comes to Yilchot Shabbos. When it comes to Yilchot Tefillah, we have a different definition. If you were doing it, if you were not davening because of some stress, could be financial stress, a business deal, etc., etc., that is not called a. That is not called uh, that you did it b'meizid. What is doing it b'meizid? I would imagine you're sitting at your computer playing a computer game and you the sun is setting and you decide you want to finish the game. I would imagine that that would be considered mazed, although perhaps if you ask some of the teenagers, they would say that that's probably more important than a, uh, a, business, uh, a business deal. But I don't think that that uh, is halakhically sound argument, but uh, the younger generation might, might argue with that. Okay. They don't have an off button, that's the problem. Sorry, what? They, their machines don't have an off button, they can't switch them off. They're, they're hardwired in, it can't be done. Yeah, so maybe for them it is uh, it would be an interesting discussion. Uh, what would be the din of playing games? I think it's clear that that would be mazed, but, uh, but uh, interesting. Okay, bottom line. How do we pass Kanarach Person uh, purposely did not miss the cannot catch it up even the next tefila. However, he thought you'd have time later on, but in the meantime, 
things happened and, and whatever. He thought he had time, but then he forgot and then got carried away and he lost it. Or, oh, he's quoting over here the Shuvah of the Trumatadeshin in the middle of the business deal. Person who was who was drunk and wasn't able to daven. What's a Purim? This might happen to 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 some people. In such a case, all considered this is beyond their control, and therefore they can make a catch up tefillah with the next tefillah. Says Rama, but just to clarify. Don't think this is I'm going to go into the business deal. I know it's going to take two hours, the sun's going to set, but we've seen the Trumatadeshan said that it's okay. No, the Trumatadeshan didn't say it's okay. Trumatadeshan said, but yeah, if you didn't have it, you can make a capture. But you should leave the meeting. That's the Mishnah Burra. Now let's see um, what the Mishnah says about this. Mishnah uh, adds two more scenarios, right? Uh, what happens if one started the business deal, uh, which was when you started the deal, the business uh, meeting was done in a forbidden manner. So let's read. Right? Uh, so even if this includes there's certain things one is not allowed to do just before Mincha, but you did it anyway. Since at the end of the day, you still thought you had time to daven, you still considered Shogeg. In this case, again. In the middle of buying and selling, meaning it's not just you losing money, you're doing business, you're doing business. But yet, you can still do Tashlumit. The Aruchashulchan says more than this. But your tear music. You're sitting on the couch. Time for Tfilah is around. And why are you not why are you not going to Daven? Yeah, I'm 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 right now, I'm, I'm comfortable on the couch. I'll go to a later meeting. Oh, later, there's still a lot of time. And afterwards, oh, the sun set. Says that's also called honest. The honest. Magen Ram says that people forget that's also considered honest. The right? He didn't think he was just going to have one schnapps, and it turned out that he got drunk. That's also considered honest. And here the Aruch Hashukhan gives us a very, very important cloud. Unless you are completely sight of, and I'm going to miss Tvila, and I don't have a good reason, but it's more important for me not to, at this time, daven at this point. He's considered shogeg or honest, and therefore he can still do a catch-up.
So that is the uh, the the din that it seems to be brought both from the Mishnah and the Aruch Hashukhan. The Aruch Hashukhan seems to expand it slightly more. I still don't think that uh, that the uh, Aruch Hashukhan would allow a kid who is playing a computer game to uh, that that might be included in the getter of Shogeg, although although it's not so clear. Meaning, let's let's take out the computer game. The kids are in the middle of a serious basketball match, right? Serious basketball match. And there's 10 minutes to the end of the game. And there's also 10 minutes to the end of the, till, till, till Shkia. If you ask most uh, of those kids, they, uh, they, they, they're seriously involved in the game. And therefore, it could be that according to the definition, again, not Lechatchila, but according to the definition of the Aruch HaShulchan, they could daven Tashlubu. Even though they know that they're missing Mincha and Shkia is about to come, but they're in the middle of a serious basketball game. So there is room, I think. Sorry? In computer games, there's always a question of Hitmakrut. People are addicted to these computer things. And addiction is a kind of honest. I'm saying that, that the computer game is even even the stronger argument because it's, uh, there's an element of addiction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not paskining. I'm just, I'm just yeah. uh, throwing out all these scenarios um, that, that indeed I'm saying like, uh, for those who have young kids and they're on the computer and you tell them to stop, there is this really, oh, what do you mean? I'm in the middle of a game. Um, so it would be interesting how, how the Aruch HaShulchan would define that. And definitely, there might be an Indian of, of, of addiction to, to, to certain games, and, and perhaps that might be stronger than a, a regular basketball game. Perhaps. Okay, we just uh, are floating ideas here, not paskining. Uh, they should all uh, ask their, their halachic uh, authority. What does the Yishay Israel say? They can't, they're playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> they can't, they're playing the game, yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, he says, Ishei Yisrael, we quoted the Sefer, uh, which is really a compendium of halachot uh, of uh, Hilchot Tvila. Adam Chenen Asmeloya Befarotolit Palel Tvila Tumalaitra Kagonshe Achole Oshikor Barvars Man Tvila. So, so far, he hasn't added anything. Person, honest, he was, even if he was drunk, we've seen that all. Now he adds, O Shetaabet Tvila Bedavashetarich Lachzolit Palel. A guy, Davin Mincha. But he was meant to say something. He was meant to say, uh, 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 but he forgot. But now when he remembered, it's too late. What do you do in such a case? Now, it's, it's one of the, the uh, let's call it one of the additions to the Shmon Israel that in theory, you're obligated to repeat. Right? So, so he says, uh, instead of during a to make Shuvah. For example, okay, problematic, but it's too late because the time's gone. In such a case, in such a case, in such a case, you can. But then he adds, very interesting that a katan, a mana, missed something. You don't have to make him catch up his tefillah. 
So that we'll end off with that, uh, which is a very interesting halacha. So for today, all we've 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 kind of we've put the boundaries uh, clarified that if it's mazed, you cannot catch up, but if it's shogeg, you can catch up. And we have a very interesting definition of what's considered honest and shogeg. When it comes to Yilchot that it's a lot more expansive than, for example, we're regarding the definition for Hilchot Shabbos. Um, next year, next week, Bezrat Hashem will continue with the Shit of the Rosh, which really discusses very interesting scenarios, such as what happens if a person was an Avel uh, or an Onen when, when, uh, uh, when he was obligated to Daven. And then after that, does he have to do Tashlumin or not? And that really is going to get into the meat of potatoes of what this idea of Tashlumin is all about. There's Rat Hashem that will be, we'll discuss uh, next week. Okay. Yeshakach to everybody. Thank you. Yeah, sure, for the time. Yeah, appreciate Bye. it. Bye.